0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وارزقنا علما تنفعنا به امين رب العالمين الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله um, we've reached the next lesson of the tafsir of the short surahs of the Qur'an course, And in the last few weeks we've covered um, Surah al duha then Surah Al-Sharh, Surah Al-Teen and Surah Al-Alaq Today insha'Allah we move on to the next surah which is Surah Al-Qadr Which is Surah Al-Qadr, the chapter of Al-Qadr or the decree And Allah Azza wa Jal, this is one of the shortest surahs of the Qur'an So Alhamdulillah today's lesson we will go through this uh, the tafsir of the surah and we will go speak about al-qadr the different meanings of al-qadr bi idhnillahi ta'ala allah azza wa he starts off the surah by saying inna anzalnahu fi qadr allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says indeed it is we who sent this quran down on the night of glory or on the night of qadr um and the first point to notice here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, "Inna anzalnahu." We sent down this book, or we sent it down. We know that it refers to the Qur'an. However, we find this is something common in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to Himself in the plural form. We sent down the book. Inna uh, Al- Al-Quran for example or Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala says in another verse inna uh, لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ That indeed we send down this reminder And we will be the protectors of it Referring to the Quran once again And many such ayat you will find like this where Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala refers to himself as we uh, Sometimes as Inna or nahnu at times And the question could be Why is this the case When we know that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala is one well, this is a feature of the Arabic language, that this often happens where people refer to themselves in a plural form. And this is done out of respect or glorification. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He does this, He does this as a, out of glorification for Himself. So at times He refers to Himself uh, in the singular form, when He uses the word ana, like which means me or I. Or at times he uses the word Nahnu or Inna, for example indeed we. Right? Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah he explained this in his tadmuriya and he said these words inna which means verily we or indeed we and Nahnu we and other forms of the plural may be used by one person speaking on behalf of a group. It may be used by one person speaking on behalf of, on a, of a group. But this is not the case here. So he says or they may be used by one person For purposes of respect or glorification. For purposes of respect or glorification as is done by some monarchs when they use statements or decrees in which they say we have indeed decided and so forth. And this is known in English as the royal we. The royal we. So this is something similar. It doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more than one. Rather he uses this as a type of respect and glorification for himself. So Ibn Taymiyyah carries on and he says, In such cases, only one person is speaking, but the plural is used for respect. But the plural is used for respect or glorification. The one who is more deserving of respect than any other is Allah Azza wa Jal. Is Allah Azza wa Jal. So when he says in the Qur'an, or Nahnu,' Which again is plural, which means we. It is used for respect and glorification not to indicate plural, plurality of, of numbers. So that is one point to point out. It's an additional benefit, inshallah. Likewise, Allah says, Alam nashrah like The Allah says, did we not expand your chest? And we explain what that means. But this is something similar. Allah used the, 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 the plural form to refer to Himself and not necessarily the, the singular form. Why is this? This is a feature of the Arabic language wherein it's well known that this does not necessarily mean plurality or a more than one, but sometimes it's used by one person referring to himself out of respect and glorification, and Allah Azza wa Jal knows best. Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah, he says, Inna anzalnahu He explained and he says it means we started sending down the Qur'an on Laylatul Qadr. And Laylatul Qadr is in Ramadan. And as Allah ta'ala says, and this is something that we know, لله, but this is also proven in the Qur'an, where Allah says, It was the month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was revealed. As a guide for humanity, with clear proofs of guidance and the standard to distinguish between right and wrong. So, Uh, Two points here. Point number one is, which is well known, Laylatul Qadr happens in Ramadan. Taib, this is clear from the Quran. Secondly, the ayah says, Indeed, we have sent down this Quran when on Laylatul Qadr. What does this mean? So, yeah, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, Rahimahullah, is saying, that we started sending down the Quran on Laylatul Qadr. That we started revealing the Quran when on Laylatul Qadr, right? Other ulama say that Laylatul Qadr is on the 15th of Sha'ban. Although this is something batil because the Quran clearly proves in this ayah it has to be in Ramadan. And some say that on the 15th of Sha'ban that is actually the night of decree. That's the night of Taqdeer or the night of decree, and they mistakenly use the ayah hakim, uh, which is at the end of the verse over there which is verse number 3 of Surah Al-Dukhan so they only quote this ayah and they say on that night every matter of wisdom is ordained on that night every matter of wisdom is ordained so they have claimed that this refers to the 15th of Sha'ban we do not accept this why because if you look at the previous verse the previous verse makes it very clear what is being spoken about the previous verse tells us, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةٍ مُبَارَكَةٍ إِنَّا كُنَّا مُنْذِرِينَ And then Allah says, فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ So we have to understand the ayah in its context. So what does the ayah say? Indeed, we sent it down on a blessed night. Referring to the Qur'an. Similar to the ayah that we are busy explaining. Allah says here, Indeed, we sent it down on Laylatul Qadr. Yeah, Allah in al Dukhan says, Indeed, we sent it down on a blessed night. What does this refer to? Sending down the Qur'an, we know happen happened on Alatul Qadr. Yeah, Allah refers to Laylatul Qadr as a blessed night. Laylatin Mubarakah. It's a blessed night. Inna kunna For we always warn against evil. And then Allah says, Fiha yufraqu kullu amrin hakim." On that night, every matter of wisdom is ordained. What does this prove to us very clearly? that these ayat do not refer to the 15th of Sha'ban. Rather, they refer to Laylatul Qadr. They refer to Laylatul Qadr, the night on which the Qur'an was revealed, and the night of decree. The night of decree is therefore not the 15th of Sha'ban, rather it is Laylatul Qadr. Okay, and we will speak a bit more about the matter of decree, insha'Allah, as we go through the surah. Um, طيب, So the blessed night here refers to Al-Qadr. The blessed night here refers to Al-Qadr. So we should try and keep in mind the various um, understandings of or the various virtues of Laylatul Qadr which we get through from this, this, this the surah. So here the first virtue is we've seen from this ayah that we've seen already that Allah sent down the Qur'an on Laylatul Qadr that already makes it the best of nights. And secondly, Allah has referred to this night as a blessed night in Surah Al Dukhan. Laylatul Qadr, Mujahid, one of the famous commentators of, of the Quran who studied from the hands of the Sahaba, he said it means Laylatul Hukum. Laylatul Qadr, he said, means Laylatul Hukum, which is a night of judgment uh, and so forth. Other ulama had various things to say about Laylatul Qadr. Imam Al Qurtubi says it's the night of Taqdeer. which we just explained. It's the night of Taqdeer. that right? proven from. These ayat over here. Taib, um, it's the night of decree, it's the night wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down the decree for the following year. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, He decrees everything that will happen in the next in that in the following year. So, first and foremost, we need to understand that Allah has decreed everything way before creation fifty thousand years before creation allah instructed the pen to write and it wrote every single thing that will that will that will happen okay so what does this refer to over here this re- this basically means that in the Mahfuz, the preserved tablet everything has already been written okay so when the little qadr happens every single year allah sends From the Lawhil al he sends down the decree for the next year to the angels. The angels will then write this down and then this will happen in the next year, whatever is meant to happen in that year. But everything has already been written with Allah Azza wa Jal long before creation was even uh, created. Understand? So Allah sends down the decree for that following year. Life, death, rizq, rain, and even the hujjaj Whoever is going to be born that year, it's written Whoever is going to pass away that year, it will be written Whatever rizq a person will earn that year, will be written Whatever rain will fall that year, will be written Not a drop will be missed, except that it will be written down for that year Allah will send this to the malaika for that following year And even the hujjaj, even the hujjaj, and we'll get to this point very shortly but the issue of this sending down, some of the scholars have stated, some of the scholars have stated that Allah sends to various malaika different tasks. And we know there are different types of malaika who have who are tasked with different things. So those who are in charge of rain, Allah sends to them the decree of rain. Those who are charged with protection, Allah sends to them that. Those who are charged with whatever these different tasks of these uh, are, Allah then sends these tasks to them. They write it down and they will then Implement the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal. This is what some ulama have stated. But even the Hujjaj. And Ibn Abbas mentioned this the Sahabi. Likewise, Ikrimah. He said, The Haji, or the Hajj of the Baytullah is written on the night of decree. By their names and the names of their forefathers. Or of their fathers. No one is left out and not one person is added. Subhanallah. So think of this. Laylatul Qadr happens. Hajj is coming up, right? Whoever is going for Hajj, his name has been written down in this decree that has been sent on Laylatul Qadr. And whoever will not make it for Hajj, his name has been written down. So if you think of the year 2020, for example, the year of the COVID-19 or the coronavirus, what has happened? Many people were accepted to go for Hajj. Or so they thought. Wallahu al-musta'an. They thought they were accepted. And What happened? Hajj was closed off for people from the outside of, 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 of Makkah, or of people from the outside of, of Saudi Arabia at least. So they thought they were going because their name was on the list, but ultimately it was not part of Allah's decree. It was not part of Allah's decree that He sent down on the night of Al-Qadr for that following year. So subhanallah, here we see the power of Allah Azza wa and how everything is only in His hands. If it's written, it will happen. And if it's not written, it will not happen. SubhanAllah. Um, and so likewise every other matter is written down. Whatever is meant to reach you was never meant to miss you. Whatever is going to miss you or has missed you was never ever going to reach you. And we should live by this. And therefore, we do not um, you know, become upset or depressed or sad if we don't achieve something or something that doesn't reach us. Qadrullah masha'afal. This is the decree of Allah. He does what he wants and we carry on. Alhamdulillah. Some ulama said, the meaning of Qadr is veneration or honor. The meaning of Qadr is veneration or honor. It is a night that is venerated because of its special characteristics. And because the one who stays up during this night becomes a man of honor. So this is what one of the ulama, what is Qadr, what does it mean? They said Qadr here means veneration or honor. It means veneration or honor. Why? Because what happens on that night? of special deeds, special characteristics, special things take place on the night of Al-Qadr and the one who stays up during the night, he becomes a man of honor he becomes a man of honor he becomes honored through his ibadat which is equal to more than a thousand months as we will discuss shortly other ulama said it is called Al-Qadr due to the great status and rewards given for righteous deeds done on the night so the word Al-Qadr in Arabic has different meanings yeah, it could refer to taqdeer on the one hand, it could refer to power, we often hear the night of power, right? It could be veneration or honor. It could be referring, why is it referred to the night of, of honor or power? Because of the amount of rewards Allah gives out on that night. Allah multiplies our rewards on that night to equal to more than 1000 months of Reward. this is why it's referred to as the night of qadr why did allah describe it as qadr these are some of the reasons that the scholars have stated abu Bakr al-warraq rahimahullah, he said it is called al-qadr because those who have no status or importance will get status by livening that night with worship so a person you know layman like us we have no status we have no importance in this dunya really um but that night we become of the best of people, why? Because if we reach Lalatul Qadr and if we find and attain Laylatul Qadr and we liven that night with worship, then our worship is better than worshipping Allah for 1,000 months. 1,000 months, better than that. Automatically, this, this honors a person. This person becomes a person of importance now because subhanAllah, imagine, this is how he has, um, this is the, the status that he attains of, of a true worshipper. Imam Az Zuhri said it is called al qadr due to its power because it's a powerful knight. The, uh, and its honor and status. Ibn Uthaymin says both of these meanings are valid. It can be the, the, the meaning of decree which we mentioned of al qurtubi It can also be power, status, veneration, honor. All of these things are basically they are valid. And can be the night can be described um, with these descriptions It was also said that Qadr means restriction. Qadr means restriction or constriction, and this is that uh, where did they? Uh, the scholars came onto this because um, the knowledge of precisely when the night is hidden—that's one point. The knowledge of when this night is is unknown. We will speak about this. Al Khalili bin Ahmad said it was called Laylatul Qadr because the earth is constricted by the number of angels that, uh, that on that night, and Qadr means restriction. Right again, this is an Arabic word. Qadr could also mean uh, restriction, and they actually quote ayah to back this up. Where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions how He restricts certain people's wealth, and He uses the word qadr. He uses the word um, qadar uh, for the rizq. So they use it as a similar meaning here yeah, to, to mean it means constriction or restriction. Hence, when the malaika all descend, right to the earth the earth becomes constricted by by all of these Malaika. This is another meaning for Qadr that could be possible and is mentioned by Ulama. Others said because the book possesses Qadr. This is a powerful book that was sent down on that night. It's a book of Qadr. To the messenger who possesses Qadr. This is the most powerful messenger. Upon the Ummah that possesses Qadr. the, The Quran was sent down to that Prophet, to this Ummah, all of which possesses Qadr, status, honor, veneration, glory, power. This is why it's called Laylatul Qadr. Other ulama said, Because Allah sends down in this night lots of goodness, blessings and forgiveness. This is why it's such a powerful night. Allah sends down goodness, blessings and forgiveness. This is why it's a night of honor and veneration. Other scholars said, Because Allah decrees in it mercy upon the believers. Hence Qadr. Other ulama said, because the angels who possess Qadr and status come down during this night. And as we can see, all of these explanations, they carry weight. There is something good behind it. There is, it's a possible meaning for what Laylatul Qadr means or why it is called the Night of Qadr. All of these things. And there are even other comments as well mentioned by other ulama from, this, from the classical ulama. So these are all reasons that... Uh, or, or, or why Allah referred to it as the night of Al-Qadr Qadr could mean reconstruction could mean power could mean decree could mean veneration and honor all of these things these are reasons why and then they gave the reasons to back up these things then Allah Jalla questions as a way of praising and glorifying this night the next ayah is the question that comes up is asked in such a way that it is done to praise and glorify the night. And he says, What will make you realize what the night of Qadr is? Allah asks this question to glorify, to show us the importance of the night. What's going to get you to, to understand the status of this night, the honor of this night, the greatness of this night? And then Allah says, Laylatul Qadri min This is the answer. Allah asks the question now comes the answer if there's one thing that's going to make you understand the power of this night the greatness of this night the status of this night Allah says the night of Qadr is better than a thousand months the night of Qadr is better than a thousand months subhanallah and the classical ulama, Rasulullah if we study his life and we look at the sunnah we will see how he strove to find this night one hadith mentions he made the first 10 nights of ramadan seeking a little qadr then the middle 10 nights seeking then the, then the last 10 nights seeking a little qadr until he found it and so forth imam ibn qayyim rahimahullah he said that if laylatul qadr was one night in the year meaning we were not informed we had no idea when it was all we knew is there's one night in the year that is better than a thousand nights a thousand months that's all we knew ibn al-qayyim says i would have spent the whole year in worship looking for that night i would have kept every single night alive striving to make sure that i don't miss the night of qadr this is how important they made it this is how how they understood how much they realized what the night of qadr is so he said, if it was any night in the year, we had no idea when, which month, no nothing. I would spend every single night in worship until I found the night of Qadr. Allah has made it easy for us. Right? And we will speak about when the night of Qadr can be. Um, meaning, what, what is meant by it's better than a thousand months? It means better than one thousand months wherein there is no Laylatul Qadr. Understand? Better than a thousand months of no Laylatul Qadr. Because if there was a Laylatul Qadr in the thousand months, it becomes times another thousand months. So it's better than one thousand months wherein there is no Laylatul Qadr. Taib Ibn Uthaymin said, What's meant by better, the word better, ya khayrun min, is in terms of rewards for deeds done within this night. This is why it's better. Because the amount of reward Allah gives out on this night is better than one thousand months of reward. So your worship that is done on this night is equal to more than a thousand months of worship in terms of reward that comes from Allah Al-Kareem. Also in terms of that which Allah sends down of goodness and barakah upon the Ummah. This is another um, reason why it's referred to as better because the amount that Allah sends down of khayr and barakah upon the Ummah is better than a thousand months of khayr and barakah that He sends down upon the Ummah. Therefore, the one who stands the prayer, or the, the, the night prayer, in this night, his previous sins are forgiven, as we know the Hadith man qama lailatul qadri man qama lailatul qadr iman wa atsaban ghafiralahu ma tadam min zami. And this is, this is another one of the virtues of lailatul qadr. Whomsoever stands the night of qadr in prayer, and just by the way, your tarawih is also qiyamul layl if you stood in qiyam, in taraweeh, this also counts as standing the night. Walhamdulillah. So, sometimes we, we miss out, we don't realize that taraweeh is also a night prayer. And actually better than taraweeh is praying the fard in jama'ah. So we should actually start off the night with making sure we're in the masjid, especially the males, that we are in the masjid for for Isha. That reward is better than the Sunnah Salahs. Then we make tarawih with the Imam. Until he completes, we stand with the Imam until he completes, we get the reward of standing the whole night. These are the tricks that we should fulfill. Whoever prays Isha in Jama'ah, it's as if he stood half the night in Qiyam. Whoever prays Fajr in Jama'ah, it's as if he spent the rest of the night, or the second half of the night in Qiyam. So these are things we should not miss out on. If that's the only thing you do on Laylatul Qadr, Alhamdulillah you've done a lot of good. Fajr in jama'ah, taraweeh with the imam until he's completed. Until the imam leaves, you pray with him. Fajr in jama'ah, that already is a lot of good. After that comes the dua that we do and the Quran that we recite and maybe more Qiyamullah later on, inshallah, that is only khayr upon khayr, more goodness upon goodness upon goodness, bi'ithni Allah Ta'ala. Some ulama then said, in the past, a person was not considered a true worshipper until he worshipped for 1,000 months, which is 83 years and 4 months. So, back in the days, in ancient times, the people would say, you are not an abid. You are not a true worshipper of Allah until you have, until you can say that you worshipped Allah for 83 years or more than 83 years and 4 months or 1,000 months. This is what people would say. And so, Allah made for this Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu a night wherein worship is better than 1,000 months. Look at the favor of, of Allah upon this Ummah. This is what the people used to say. And then what did Allah do for us? Here's one night. Spend this one night in worship, it will be better than worshiping Allah for 1,000 months. Hence, he will be considered, even according to their standards, a true worshiper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a true uh, Abu Bakr al-Barraq, he said that the dominion of Sulaiman was 500 months. Not years, but 500 months. And the dominion of Dil Qarnayn was also 500 months. And then Allah made the actions of those who worshipped him on this night, meaning Laylatul Qadr, better than both of their dominions. Subhanallah. So they were great worshippers of Allah, 500 months. That's how long their dominion was. Here we get one night which is equal to 1,000 months. Uh, Ka'ab al-Ahbar, rahimahullah, he mentions a story from a king from amongst Bani Israel who uh, basically what happened was is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to one of the prophets of this king's time some wahi and it reached this king and this king basically promised that if Allah what what he basically pledged that whatever uh, Allah blesses him with he will spend in the path of Allah whatever wealth and whatever of sons he has he will send in the path of Allah so this king had one thousand sons one thousand sons and what this king then did was is Every single month, he sent one son out, he would prepare an army, and he would send the son out as the leader of the army, and they would go out and fight in the path of Allah. And every single month, one son of his passed away. The next month, he would send out another one. The next month, another one. For 1,000 months, this happened. Each month, one of his sons was killed. Eventually, after a 1,000 of his sons was martyred in the path of Allah, he himself went out and he fought and he too was then martyred and killed for the sake of Allah. And this man was also known for praying throughout the night and for fasting during the day. And what people would then say was is, nobody will ever reach the status of this king. Nobody will ever be able to do what this king has done. And then Allah Azza wa revealed this verse uh, saying that, the, the night of al qadr is 1000 times better than uh, is better than sorry is better than 1000 months that the night of al qadr is better than 1000 months as if to say it just by worshipping on this month you can almost reach what that king had achieved you can almost reach what that king had achieved over 1000 months and this is the the the, the real status of this night A person may spend his life in worship, but not ever reaching Al-Qadr. Whereas a Muslim, he doesn't reach that that level, but perhaps he finds Al-Qadr sincerely and he really seeks the reward of Allah, and that is equal to more than a thousand months. So we are not trying to belittle the efforts of this king or the efforts of of people who really spend their life in worship, no. But what we are trying to highlight is the real status of what, what it means to say better than a thousand months. This is what they did over a long period of time. Allah is giving us one night that is equal to that long period of time. Or even better than that. Wallahu a'alam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in the next ayah, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالرُّوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِم مِّن كُلِّ That night, the angels and ar-ruh, ruh descend by the permission of the Lord, For every decreed matter. Min kulli amur. For every matter. They come down, meaning the malaika. They come down from every heaven. There are malaika in various parts of of, of the heavens. In each level, there are different malaika. Even from the Sidratul Muntaha, the highest level. They come down. Each one or many, many, many of them, they come down. They come down to the earth and they say amin to the du'as of the believers And this happens until the coming of Fajr. So they come down with blessings, they come down with nur, they come down with barakah, and they come down and they pray for the the Ummah. And they say, whoever is making dua, they say, ameen to their du'as. They come down and they say, ameen to their du'as. Right? So definitely it refers to the malaika as it's clearly mentioned. But what is is known by the word ar-ruh? What is known by the word Ar-Ruh, which is translated here as the Holy Spirit. The Ruh refers to a spirit or the soul. In this instance, the famous opinion is that it refers to Jibreel salam, And this is mentioned in other ayat as well. Ar-Ruh, right? It's mentioned that this refers to who? The best angel, which is, who is Jibreel salam. Some other ulama say it refers to the best of angels who are closest to Allah. A group of the best of angels who are closest to Allah, others said it refers to mercy with which Jibreel descends. It refers to mercy with which Jibreel alayhi descends. Ibn Kathir explained this and he said that the angels descend in abundance during the night of Al-Qadr due to its abundant blessings. The angels descend with the descending of blessings and mercy just as they descend when the Qur'an is recited. They surround the circles of dhikr and they lower their wings with true respect for the student of knowledge. Right? These are all mentioned in a hadith that when there's a gathering of ilm, people come together to seek knowledge or to recite the Quran or for legitimate ways of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. According to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the malaikat come, they send around them and they envelope them with their wings and they surround them with sakina and rahma and so forth. Also for the student of knowledge, the angels lower their wings for them for them with, for respect and for honor and so forth. So likewise on this night they descend they come down in a similar fashion in a similar manner from the heavens bringing with them blessings upon blessings upon blessings. Uh, in deference to Ar-Ruh, ruh it is said that yeah it means Jibreel. This is by Ibn Kathir as well. Salamun hiya hatta fajr and this is the final ayah of the surah. Salamun hiya it is all peace until the break of dawn. It is all peace until the break of dawn. Okay, meaning what does this refer to? Al Qadr. It's all peace from Maghrib until Fajr. That night is a peaceful night. Salamun until Hatta il Fajr. So, some ulama they discussed what is meant by salam. Mujahid he said. It is security, safety, in which shaitan cannot do any evil or any harm. That that night is a protected night. It's a night where shaitan, he doesn't roam around and cause uh, evil or bring about any harm to anybody, right? Especially the believers. So it's a night of the word salam. It, it means peace, like we say, assalamu salamu alaykum. But as-salamu alaykum salam also means Safety or security. So when we say or alaykum even to people, we are actually making a dua for them that Allah protects them and keeps them safe and secure. And not just that peace be upon them. What we mean by peace be upon you is that you be safe, that you be secure. So likewise, here yeah, he said, Salam here means Salama, يعني yani safety, security. It's a night of safety and security where Shaitan doesn't harm any believer. Okay? Other ulama like Asha'bi. He said, the angels giving greetings, they give salam of peace during the night of Qadr to the people in the Masajid until the coming of Fajr. And they would say, Peace be upon you, O believer. This is what he understood by salamun hiya hatta ma'atul al-fajr. It's a night of peace meaning, those angels who come, referring to the previous ayah, the angels who come down, they come down to the masajid. They come down to the people who are worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal and they bring peace upon them. They they, they basically pray for them. Like, and they say to them, "Assalamu salamu may peace and safety be upon you, O believer. This is another interpretation of this verse. Qatada rahimahullah, he said, this means all of it is salama and good and there is no evil in it until the coming of fajr. Similar to what Mujahid said, all of it, this whole night is, safety, peace, and secure, and goodness. And there's no evil in it until the coming of Fajr. Al-Dahhaq, rahimahullah, he said, Allah does not decree anything during that night except peace and safety. So for that night, Allah decrees only peace and safety and security. Whereas within the rest of the nights, He decrees peace and as well as trials. So he, there's, there's times we, in the, throughout the year, Allah has decreed times of security and times of trial. And, and difficulty and hardship whereas on al-qadr he only decrees peace and safety this is what al-dahaq uh, rahimahullah said so this is the, t- the interpretation of the surah walhamdulillah it's a shortish surah hence it took a lot less time um, to, to, for the end of the lesson we'll go through some of the virtues and, and how to specify the night of decree and also some of the signs of laylatul qadr Okay, in a report, Abu Sa'id, he said it rained on the night of the 21st, 21st of Ramadan. And the roof of the mosque leaked over the place where Rasulullah sallallahu was praying. And he said, I looked at him when he had finished praying Salatul Subh and his face was wet with mud and water. His face was wet with mud and water. So many scholars said, this is the night of decree. It's the 21st of Zulh of Ramadan. It is the 21st of Ramadan, like Imam Ash-Shafi'i, rahimahullah. This was in, in other narrations. It mentions that this was the night of Al-Qadr. In another narration in Muslim, it said it rained on the 23rd of Ramadan. Okay, and we will see different narrations mentioning different dates: 23rd, sometimes 25th, sometimes 27th, and even the 29th. So, the point is, it's one of these nights. Right? But some ulama leaned towards the 21st like Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah. Uh, another narration, Ibn Abbas narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, seek it, meaning al-Qadr, in the last 10 days of Ramadan where there are 9 days left and 7 days left and 5 days left. Right? And this makes it clear that it refers to the odd nights of the last 10. It refers to the odd nights of the last 10. Seek it in the last 10 days. Which nights? When there are nine days left, seven days left, or five days left. And remember, the night precedes the day. So it will be the, the ninth night, or the seventh night, or the fifth night, in terms of what's remaining. Um, in another hadith he said, seek al Qadr in the odd numbered nights of the last 10 nights. So this makes it clear again of the odd-numbered nights of the last ten nights, right? This hadith is clear in Al-Bukhari. According to the hadith of Ibn Abbas, رضي الله Rasulullah said, "Seek it in the last ten nights of Ramadan when there are nine left, seven left, and when there are five left." Okay. In another hadith, Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم, he came out one night to inform the believers of when. Laylatul Qadr was. However, there were two Muslims who were arguing and having a dispute. And he said to them, I came out to tell you when Laylatul Qadr was. But so and so and so and so so were arguing. And so it was taken away from me. Meaning the knowledge of Laylatul Qadr was concealed and taken away from me. Perhaps this is better for you. So seek it in the ninth and the seventh and the fifth. Right? Meaning the odd numbered nights of the last ten. And this hadith, without a doubt, also indicates to us how bad it is to argue and fight, especially with regards to matters of deen, right? It, it's not befitting that we fight and argue over matters of deen. And that is, this is a cause of goodness being taken away or concealed. And if you look around today, wherever you look, people are fighting and arguing over petty issues. Over petty issues. You know, uh, not too long ago we had, well, every single year we have, the Eid debates, where people argue and fight over Moon sighting and over this and over that, and it becomes a whole big thing. Every single year, the same thing happens. The same thing happens. Wallah, Musta'an. As if we can't understand, it's a fiki issue. Matter of dispute, difference of opinion, we carry on. Respect the next person and carry on. You know, when there's a serious issue, we don't give it importance. People are worshipping other than Allah Azza wa Jalla. People commit kufr and shirk. We entertain it, we, we, we tolerate that. and people, we, Then people give talks about adabul Ikhtilaf and that we need to respect people's difference of opinion. But when the worst of shirk is being done or the worst of deeds are being done, the biggest of sins are being done, then we can tolerate it. But when minor differences of opinion come up, all of a sudden, we, uh, we cannot tolerate and we start to fight and we argue and dispute. Allah al-Musta'an. So this is a serious issue it is happening and especially online nowadays where people are dis- want to argue and, and, and fight and debate over matters of the Deen. In reality, spread the, spread the Sunnah, teach people what's right, show them the evidences for what's right and leave it at that. Honestly, wasting your time in debates, we've all actually learned from this. Many of us, we can speak from experience and say we've learned the hard way that it really doesn't benefit much and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. There's a time and place for debates, but that is for scholars, and there should be shuruot and conditions and so forth. Other than that, avoid it, worship Allah, get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, spend your time seeking knowledge, increasing in your knowledge, and then implementing your knowledge, and this is what will be beneficial to you, and to your nafs, and Allah knows best. Uh, Shaykhullah Islam al had an opinion, which is a very interesting and opinion, uh, interesting opinion. He basically said that the odd numbers... Remember we said, seek it, the hadith mentioned, seek it in the odd numbered nights of the last ten. So Ibn Taymiyyah says, the odd numbers have to do with what is past. Right? Meaning, when one starts counting from the beginning of the month. So it should be sought on the 21st, 23rd, 27th or the 29th. Or it may be regard to what is left. So it could be that, you know, we count this as normal the 21st night based on the beginning of the month or the 23rd night based on the beginning of the month right or Ibn Taymiyyah says we could also flip this understanding around and say it could be in regards to what is left as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said when there are nine left we mentioned these ahadith or seven left or five left or three left right we mentioned these ahadith here we go there's the hadith of Ibn Abbas when there are nine left, seven left, five left. So what Ibn Taymiyyah is saying is this could refer to what is left of the month and not therefore should be counted from the back and not from the from the beginning. So he says on this basis if the month has 30 days and remember we have to sight the moon at the end of the month. If we sighted the moon then the month will be 29 days. If we did not sight the moon the month will be 30 days. So therefore he says if the month is 30 days then these will be even numbered nights then the odd numbered nights will be even numbered nights and so the 22nd will be nine days left and the 24th will be seven days left this is how it was explained by abu Said al khudri in the sahih hadith and this is how rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam prayed qiyam during this month if this is the case then the believer should seek it in all of the last 10 days he should seek it in all of the last 10 days Basically, Sheikh al Islam is saying to be on the safe side, don't just count on the beginning of the Okay, of 21st, we're gonna worship, stay up. 22nd night, we're not gonna worship and stay up. 23rd night, we're gonna worship, and we only highlight the odd nights. What he is saying is it could potentially be on that even night as well. He can definitely because perhaps it we counted from the from the back, from, from the end of the month, which we only know by the end of the month. And so from that angle, we should say the entire 10 nights, you should strive hard in worship. You should strive hard in worship. Another argument that could be added is the difference of opinion over the moon sighting. So some people in this locality will follow one moon sighting from abroad. Another person might follow a local moon sighting that, that has been sighted, sighted locally or not sighted locally. So it's two people who are on a different schedule. So for him tonight's is an odd night and for him it's not an odd night. Alam. So again, the best and the safest thing is to try and maintain all of the last ten. To increase in your ibadah and to seek Laylatul Qadr in every single one of those nights. Um, another, Some other hadith on the issue. Most of the scholars are of the view that it is most likely to be on the 27th of Ramadan. As in the hadith, Rasulullah said, Laylatul Qadr is the night of the 27th it is the night of the 27th this is the view of many of the sahaba and majority of the ulama some of the scholars said though that it is more likely that Laylatul qadr moves and does not come on a specific night each year and this is the correct view and allah knows best and now we rahimullah said this is the apparent meaning because of the conflict between the sahih ahadith and this matter and there is no way to reconcile the ahadith apart from saying that Laylatul Qadr moves. So as we showed before, it happened on 21st, then it happened on 23rd, 25th. There's the hadith about the 27th. And there are other, many, many other ahadith on this issue. Right? So what does this tell us? That perhaps that night in the, in the life of Rasulullah, it was, the 20, it was the 21st. Another night in his life, it was the 23rd. Another night in his life, it was the 27th. And so forth. So every single year, Laylatul Qadr moves around. Laylatul Qadr moves around hence we do not know when it is and if we look at this hadith that says Laylatul Qadr is the night of the 27th this contradicts what he said in the previous hadith where he said it has been taken away from me that the knowledge has been taken away from me he doesn't know when it is so we don't know when it is either and this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned it that, that this is how it will be that we don't really know when it will be and this is better for us why is this better for us? If we knew when it was, then we will only worship Allah on that night. And we won't bother with the rest of the 10 nights of Ramadan, which also has, the, has great status. The nature of insan is, if he knew it's the 27th, only the 27th will be, will be spent in ibadah. The rest of the other nights will be wasted. So the hikmah is, Allah makes it such that if you want this reward, go work for it. Spend the last 10 nights in reward. Spend the last 10 nights sorry, in worship and strive hard and keep the nights alive, and so forth. Do your best. This is what Allah wants. Not to make it too easy, we will only make one night of worship, and that's it. So, it's better in this way, that we strive, the last in, we make sure that this is definitely, we will find this night, be idnillahi ta'ala, and we ask Allah not to prevent us from the rewards of Rilatul Qadr. Some of the signs that the scholars mentioned, one hadith mentions that, uh, the, when the sun rose on the following morning, it had no visible rays. It had no visible rays. So this is one of the signs that the next day, if you look at the sunrise, you will see just the, the disk of the sun, whereas you won't see that, that bright, blinding sun uh, sunshine. You know? You'll actually be able to see the sun. And we've also experienced this before, where you look at the sun as it's rising, and it has no rays. It's just a ball that you see coming up and you can actually look directly into the sun. Okay, this is one of the signs that the scholars have mentioned. Another sign in the hadith says, Relatul Qadir is a pleasant night, neither hot nor cold. And the following day the sun rises red and weak. As we said, no, none of that raise. Um, So it's a pleasant night, neither hot nor cold. A third sign is Laylatul Qadr is a bright night, neither hot nor cold, in which no meteors or meteors are meteors are seen. These are some of the ahadith um, that we know about Laylatul Qadr. There are other things that have been narrated that the dogs don't bark and the uh, the salt the 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 sea ought to become sweet and none of these things are established, they are inauthentic. In fact, some of the ulama say even the previous signs that we mentioned are not necessary to happen. It could be a rainy night. It could not be a rainy night. You may not see that sunrise the next morning. You may or you may not. It depends. Allah knows best. Right? Um, so some scholars say that most of these signs are weak except for the sunrise. Some say even the sunrise issue that happened in the life of the Prophet It doesn't have to happen every single year. Allah knows best. So these signs are not that important. Are not that important. What is important is that you strive to find the night. That's important. And as we said, sometimes it's better if we don't know. Because again what happens is, and we've experienced this as well, where um, people worship one night in the year, let's say it's the 23rd night for, 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 for argument's sake, and the next morning they see, oh, the sun rises with no rays. So what they do is they take pictures and they send it out to everybody. We found Allah to Qadr, Alhamdulillah, Allah accept our worship, etc. What then happens is, the rest of the community, they stop worshipping because they feel that the khalas is done. We, must let it. We, 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 we worship that night, so it's done. Laylatul qadr has passed. Other people may feel bad because perhaps that night they fell asleep. So now you put them also off because they feel we missed it. It's gone. So they actually start to feel regret and so forth. So these things should actually be avoided. Not to say you shouldn't look out. You can look out for the signs for your own feeling and so for their own benefit but you should not go around and tell people it seems last night was the night of al-qadr because it was a calm night and the sun has now uh, you know come up the next morning with no rays and weak and red and keep all those things to yourself because the moment you put this out there and again social media is a fitna what then happens is people then you put people off people stop worshipping allah because they feel qadr has passed And some people, as we said, may end up feeling bad about themselves and uh, feel Allah's, you know, taken little qadr away from me. That was the one night I slept and so forth, you know. So what's important is uh, we shouldn't worry too much about the signs. Worry more about the status. Know the status. Know the importance and the great virtue that is there on that night and spend the night in ibadah. That is the most important thing. And the the best thing that we can do is, like Ibn Taymiyyah said, try to worship the full 10 nights so that you know for sure I could not have missed it I could not have missed it because I was there every, every night of the last 10 and try not to only limit it to the odd nights it's better and safer this way if you only did the odd nights inshallah you did achieve lalatul Qadr. inshallah but we are saying it's safer and better that you do all 10 nights and this way you will definitely achieve bi-idhnillahi Ta'ala. so it's not essential that we know when a little Qadr is you don't have to know it was last night or this night we don't need to know what's important is to be sincere and strive hard in worship and try to do things which are legislated you know it's not that you need to sit go one night to the masjid the whole night and sit and make dhikr and like, like we see traditionally done what's best is to worship Allah wa ta'ala by yourself to go to the masajid make the salah together Go home and spend the night in worship with you by yourself. This is what the Prophet ﷺ did. You understand? As opposed to sitting in the masajid and having these programs and th- things. This is not actually the sunnah. So we should avoid these things and uh, spend your time in worship and dua and, and so forth and call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by yourself. Speak to Allah from your heart. You know, this is what is, uh, what is required. Ta'ala. The last point is. The famous dua, Aisha radiallahu anha said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if I find Alayhi al-Qadr, what should I say? And he still told her the dua, Allahumma inna afoon tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Allah, you are the one who pardons. You love to pardon, so pardon me. This is something that we know insha'Allah, and something that we should try and implement on the night of Al-Qadr. And it can also be done throughout the year, because it's such a good, general, powerful dua, and Allah azza wa jal knows best. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us understanding, of his book and of this surah we understand uh, the surah and we recite it with understanding and that we never miss out on Laylatul Qadr that he allows us to achieve many more Ramadans in our life and that we never miss out on the night of Al-Qadr in those months bi uh, ta'ala we ask Allah for this amin rabbil until next week we will start suratul bayyinah lami kafaru min kitab inshaAllah ta'ala until then وصى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته.